Houston's Star of Hope mission brings you a moment of hope. Could you spare a little hope today? Hi, this is Scott Arthur. Our annual Star of Hope Banquet is an event that we all look forward to. It's a night filled with the Holy Spirit as more than 1,500 supporters and donors join us for dinner, awards, world-class music, and the most important part, the testimonies. Real people telling their stories about how Star of Hope has helped them change their lives and become productive members of society. Now, I think that Tyson is somewhere in his mid-30s. He's still in a Star of Hope program, but his life has already changed dramatically, as you'll hear. When he walked up to the podium to speak, I think some people thought there was a mistake. You see, he doesn't look homeless. With his tie and suit, shine shoes, trendy close-cropped hair, he looks like an ad executive or, or maybe an accountant. But he was really, really nervous. Not so much telling his story, but being in front of so many people. Well, he took a breath and, in his unassuming way, began sharing his life. Hello, my name is Tyson DeLafosse, and I was born July 15, 1983, in Houston, Texas, to Floyd and Melinda DeLafosse. I grew up in an affluent neighborhood in Friendswood. My dad was an engineer, and my mother was a very talented artist. My father graduated from the top of his class from Cypher High School and Texas A&M University, but was also an alcoholic and a degenerate gambler. In September of 1990, when I was seven years old, my father beat my mother to death in our garage. Her screams were so loud that I heard them from my room upstairs. I ran downstairs and my father told me to go watch TV and that everything was fine. That day my mother died and my father's fate was sealed. I had lost both of my parents on the same day at an age where I needed them most. My father was sent to prison. Not a day goes by where I don't think about my mother and losing her still hurts. Soon after that, I was sent to live with my Uncle David, Aunt Brandy, and their two children out in Katy, Texas. I was very close to my uncle before my mom died, so I was glad to have him as my legal guardian. I grew up playing sports year-round and was an above-average athlete. I was also very fortunate to be able to grow up hunting and fishing regularly. It's something that I love dearly. I graduated from Maid Creek High School in 2001 and started college that following fall. My freshman year, I started drinking and smoking a lot of pot, but my grades did not suffer at all. My pot habit grew worse, but like all addicts, I was great at hiding it. I ended up graduating from the University of Houston in 2005 with a bachelor's degree in public relations and advertising, something I am very proud of. After I graduated, I worked for a company selling advertising space and was making a lot of money. I didn't know what to do with myself in making so much money. I started smoking and partying a lot more because now I had the means to do so. But little did I know that this would be the beginning of my downward spiral. A couple years later, I switched careers and became a travel agent. It was there where I was introduced to painkillers and Xanax. These pills made my worries disappear and made me think I could do no wrong. They would dull the pain and sadness of losing my mother 
and I became addicted in only a few weeks. Then, when I was 24, my Uncle David, the man who raised me, committed suicide, and this just sent me over the edge. I was out of control and I isolated myself from friends and family for months. I lost a couple jobs because of this, but most importantly, my family started to let me go. At the time, I didn't care because I was doped up and the pills helped me cope with the pain and sadness of losing my family. In order to get money for drugs, I started stealing, and this led to me getting arrested three times in 2014, with the last arrest landing me a felony theft charge. It was at that time that I knew I had to change. One night around 1.30 a.m., I was on my brother's couch, and I saw a commercial for the Star of Hope on television. This was a sign from God. When I saw it, I remembered nearly a year earlier, my Aunt Dawn was really worried about me and called the Star Hope to make arrangements for me to get into the spiritual recovery program. She gave me $80 in directions to get there, but instead of going, I bought pills and was arrested three days later. This time, a few hours after I saw the commercial, I was on a bus headed to the Star Hope, and it ended up being the best decision I ever made for myself. The first night I was there, I was given a mat to sleep on and ended up in overflow in the cafeteria. Around nine that night, Mr. Fussell said that there were a few extra beds available in the B-dorm, so I quickly ran up to him. He assigned me bunk 205, and I ended up ended up next to Kendrick Robertson, who was in bunk 203. We talked for hours that night, and we decided that we would both enter the spiritual recovery program the next day. This was another sign from God. If I wouldn't have been bunked next to Kendrick and there weren't any extra beds, I may not be standing here in front of you this evening. On August 21st, 2015, I entered the Spiritual Recovery Program at the Star of Hope Men's Center, and that night I surrendered to Jesus Christ and accepted Him as my Lord and Savior. It felt like a massive weight was lifted from my shoulder. My whole life, His hand had been reaching out to me, but I never chose to take it. I had a lot of pride when I entered the program and initially thought I was too good for it. I was quickly humble when I found myself cleaning and mopping bathrooms. When I accepted Christ, I chose to leave behind the life I was previously living, which consisted of lying, cheating, stealing, and using drugs every day. And instead, I chose to start my Christian walk with the Lord. This was a decision that took me 33 years to make, and I have zero regrets about it. I have since graduated into the Men's Development Center's Transitional Living Program, which has enabled me to um, identify and pursue my goals in life. I have become heavily involved with my church, First Methodist Downtown, and I have a job. It's with a nonprofit that helps me give back. The company is called Brighter Bites and they provide healthy food for underprivileged school children and their families. God is good. Let me share my favorite scripture with you. It's Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. 
This has not been an easy journey. It takes willpower, focus, faith, and money to change a life. Speaking for the men and women being helped today at Star of Hope, thank you for your compassion, prayers, and donations. As Star of Hope celebrates 110 years, with your help, I look forward to my 34th year with hope and a future thanks to you. Thank you all. Quite a story, huh? The Star of Hope files are full of them. Visit SOHmission.org. Click on Changed Lives to see just a few examples. By the way, Tyson got a standing ovation that night. He kind of grinned, meekly and humbly walked off the stage. And today, he's continuing his journey to success armed with a stronger faith, a sharper focus, and the memory of all those people cheering him on. That's it for now. Until next time, keep a soul full of joy and a heart filled with hope. A Moment of Hope is produced and presented by the Star of Hope Mission, ending homelessness one life, one family at a time by providing services to more than 1,000 homeless men, women, and children each day in Houston. Could you spare a little hope today? For more information or to donate to the Star of Hope Mission, please visit SOHmission.org.